Yeah, boy, it's another great day in the world of politics. Welcome to the Constitution Network. My name is Ryan Poole, and I'm a young conservative from the state of La La Land, liberal California. So, it's interesting where we're coming to as a state, where we're coming to as a nation, and what does it mean to be a conservative in all of this garbage and mess that's happening right now? And so I'm a young conservative. I'm 25 years old. And not that that's relevant, but being a conservative in a very liberal state like California, you are going to get a lot of backlash just saying that you support Donald Trump among young people. And it's absolutely ridiculous. Ridiculous, it's absolutely crazy. And this is the attacks of the left. The attacks of the left are nothing new. It's been ongoing. And the reason why I say ongoing is people think that the left just happened overnight. I mean, I literally was talking to someone the other day saying, how come the left is so strong now? Well, the left is strong now because they're only listening to their own voice. If you look on Facebook, you look on public media, and you look at the internet, you'll see, interesting enough, only liberal, and I'm not exaggerating, if you just look up news on Google, just random news, and if you even get any news from them, all you'll see is MSNBC, uh, New York Times, Washington Post, different hardcore liberal sites. And why is this? Why are they so hardcore on canceling the voice of conservatism? And I'll tell you why. Because what they're doing right now is called fascism. Now, fascism is nothing new. But they basically took the same stuff and put a different wrapper on it. Can't say the word that I wanted to say because it's public radio. <clears throat> but you get my drift. They basically took the same thing that was being done in Nazi Germany, Communist Russia, Communist China, and they basically just took the same thing and relabeled it as anti-fascism. But now the question is, what is anti-fascism. Well, we can look at Benito Mussolini, for an example, considered himself an anti-fascist and a nationalist. Now, when you look at someone like Benito Mussolini, you'll see the craziness of fascism in itself in a nutshell. Now, why has the left supposedly took this radical title as Antifa and all these different anti-fascist movements and the Democrat Party has become the uh, what would you what would be the right word for this um, basically the Democrat Party has become the vocal point for this promiscuous and disgusting behavior that is called fascism. And so fascism basically says, if I don't agree with you, I'm going to do any means necessary to shut you out, to shut you down.
And that's what they're trying to doing. That's what they're doing, and it's absolutely absurd to think that in this day and age, in the 21st century that we are dealing now with almost like a medieval-type thinking. I mean, they did it in medieval times when the church didn't agree with something that you were saying. You were burned at the stake as a heretic. I mean, is it going to get to that point where people are going to get burned at the stake for being a conservative? And now we're clearly seeing that from the left, and they're canceling people's programs, they're canceling people on Facebook, and this cancel culture, ridiculous garbage. Now, I want to talk a little bit about this cancel culture. Cancel culture, or call-out culture, what the progressive left calls it, is a modern form of ostracism in which someone is thrust out of social or professional circles, whether it be online or social media or in person. Now, that's not very nice, is it? So that means, regardless if I have free speech or not, this is a weapon used by the Antifa and fascist movements that are taking American colleges by storm right now. And they're saying that cancel culture has evolved. They're saying cancel culture is uh, necessary to remove things that are offensive. It's absolutely absurd. I mean, it's ridiculous. You have people like Tom Hanks going on a Cleveland Guardians or Cleveland Indians, as I know them, Major League Baseball. And going on ESPN making a video about these this new team called the Guardians. Now, if you notice in the video, Tom Hanks is saying that this is what our city is founded on. These are our values. Yeah, you're damn right that that's your values. Because almost every major city in the United States is a left-wing city. Now, that's the only reason why Tom Hanks got onto that program. I guarantee you, they would never invite someone like a Mark Levin or Sean Hannity or any of those guys that are conservatives on our side to do a video like that because it's an agenda. So if you don't fit that agenda, you don't fit the narrative that the left is trying to push, then yeah, of course, you're going to be ostracized. That's why they're going after traditional values. That's why they're going after marriage. That's why they're going after our kids. I mean, just last week, I don't know if anyone's paying attention or not. So that's why I kind of created this podcast. Is the San Francisco gay community, the gay choir, or whatever they call themselves in San Francisco, California, create a humorous parody and I understand this is old news, but I'm just getting, giving you a reminder, a healthy reminder of what the left is trying to do. In this video, they're basically saying, we're coming after your kids, humorously, to their standard. But to those who are conservative and who are on the right, we look at that as a threat to our children. Now... What is interesting is in the United States, we have what is going on right now with this critical race theory. 
Now, what is this critical race theory? And I want to tell you right now what it is. They're trying to divide and conquer. Now, every military knows this. If you divide a nation within it itself, you can conquer it. So what better way to go after kids to teach them about critical race theory? Their minds, kids' minds are not programmed like an adult mind is. It doesn't have those type of theories and those type of things in their minds already. They have to be taught these things. So, I'm going to show you what the Washington Post, this is a liberal as it gets, people. What is critical race theory and why do Republicans want to ban it in schools? They're pointing at us, the Republicans, the Washington Post. And it says, the latest front in the culture wars over how U.S. students should learn history and civics is the concept of critical race theory, an intellectual tool set for examining system, systematic racism. With roots in academia, the framework has become a flashpoint. In reality, with no consensus on whether or how much critical race theory informs schools heightened focus on race, most teachers do not use the term critical race theory with students, and they generally do not ask them to read the work of legal scholars who use that framework. Some lessons in anti-racism efforts, however, reflect foundational themes of critical race theory, particularly that racism in the United States is systematic. And the New York Times landmark 1619 project, which addresses slavery role in shaping the nation, also has an associated school curriculum. So, now what's interesting, at least five Republican-led states' legislators have passed bans on critical race theory, or a late topic, in recent months. Recent months. So, when you have that, you have people banning critical race theory... And you have kids going up to the PTAs and, and the teachers of their school saying, why do I need to learn this? Now you understand why the United States is so low on education. Because they care more about that garbage than teaching mathematics to your kids. Or history. Or geology. Or science. They care more about homosexuality and uh, critical race there and all this garbage that doesn't even make any sense or doesn't even matter. Now, the reason why I'm so heated about this topic is because I'm seeing it more and more, especially in liberal colleges, on subjects that don't even matter. For example, during this whole vaccine, you have the Democrats saying that blacks are more likely susceptible to getting the COVID more than white people are. That is systematic racism. That is racist. Now, what's funny... When you call out the Democrats who are racist in themselves for even thinking up and creating such garbage, you are called a racist. Now, isn't that interesting? And I'm going to give you a little history of why that is. The Democrat Party is who founded ding, 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 the Ku Klux Klan. They invented neo-Nazism in the United States and gave it a little pretty package called the KKK. Now, here's a trip. By the 1930s, almost one in four Democrats in the South were registered in the Ku Klux Klan. 
So now I'm just giving you a slight history of the critical race theory garbage. But in reality, the party of racism is a democratic party. The party of division and communism is the party of the Democrat Party. Now you may say, oh, Ryan, you're being harsh. Oh, you're being harsh. I don't care if I'm being harsh or not. Sometimes the truth hurts. The truth is, does not want to be heard. And that's what they're doing. They do not want to listen to the truth. They only want to listen to the words that they say. I mean, you have Hollywood people coming out saying, if you're not a part of the left, you won't get a job in Hollywood. That is where we're at right now. And it's important to, uh, to understand the conservative values so you can teach it to your kids, so you can teach it to your community. So people can understand how disgusting this liberal agenda is right now. They're coming after our kids. They're coming after the Constitution, the very fabrics that give them the freedom of speech. They want to destroy everything that the Founding Fathers fought, died, and bled for to create. Now what's interesting... You're going to hear a lot about this on this show. Is Governor Gavin Newsom. <laughs> Old Gabby boy. Now what's funny about Gavin Newsom is. He is as liberal as they come. Especially for here in California. Now. If you do live here in California. And you'll, you, you would understand this if you're listening. That. Here in the state of California. Probably a few months back was these church mandates saying that all churches and religious institutions need to be completely shut down. Now, what's interesting, the Supreme Court, this is old news again, but I'm going to refresh your memory so you know what's going on still. The U.S. Supreme Court rules against Gavin Newsom on indoor church services in California. This is about COVID. This very governor, Gavin Newsom, about a year ago, if you look it up, you can find it yourselves as well. If you type up French Laundry on Google, French Laundry is a restaurant here in California where Governor Gavin Newsom and his family were attending. Now, he just got done, probably like a week before that, he would have these daily press briefings, daily conferences on COVID, how the statistics are uh, rising and how the vaccine is almost here. Don't worry and don't worry. All this garbage. And when he finally was busted at the French Laundry for hugging on his family, he was hugging on his friends and telling us as Californians that, oh, by the way, your churches have to be shut down and you cannot meet at any religious religious institutions. Now, why did the Supreme Court stop that mandate? Why? Because we have the Constitution. And in the Constitution, it says we have the freedom of assembly. That is a basic right here in the United States. So it was interesting this church, South Bay United Pentecostal Church, near San Diego, California, 
had been fighting in court for months for the right to hold indoor services, and the court majority said Newsom's order violated the Constitution's protection of the free exercise of religion, including assembly. And under California's tired protocols, indoor church services are prohibited in regions of the state in the purple tier, where the coronavirus is designated as widespread, much of the state is in the purple tier. Now, what was interesting, they kept changing the mandate, saying that if you had 25% of capacity, that was illegal, and they kept changing the clause of these mandates, and they're still doing that. I guarantee you, with this Delta variant, they're going to try something to waiver the midterms coming up. I guarantee you, I guarantee you that they're going to try and do mail-in ballots because of this Delta variant, or they make up, an, or there'll be a new variant by then, who knows. But we got a lot more things going on than COVID that are behind the scenes that they're not telling you about. So, this happened recently, which I find very interesting, I mean very recently, it was on the 26th of July, a Minnesota student has claimed she and her classmates were told to keep the content of this so-called equity survey, I don't know if you're hearing about this on Fox News, and we're hearing about it everywhere now, but in the beginning it was hush-hush, this equity survey. So, including questions about gender identity from their parents during this past school year. Now, Haley Yasger, a student at Riverview Intermediate School in a St. Cloud suburb of Sartell, told the school board during a July 19 meeting that she was very confused by the survey. And she, quote, my te- this is her speaking, this is the little girl, My teacher said that I could not skip any questions, even when I didn't understand them. One question asked, what gender we identify with? Haley told the board, according to the video posted online by independent Minnesota outlet Alpha News, a boy in my class asked the teacher if his mom could explain the question to him. Because even after the teacher explained it, he still didn't understand it. Why? Because kids are not supposed to understand that. That's why. Kids are not supposed to know about those things until they are mature enough to, for their brains to wrap their head around it. That is what the left wants teachers to teach your kids. And we're at that point now that as conservatives, we are the threat to this. Why? Because we won't teach this to our kids. Now, I want to tell you something. What they think, this is from Tripod. I don't know what this is, if it's liberal or not. It's just a article. What, what this equity survey is. So, here's an overview of what this equity service, our survey is, according to the liberal perspective. More than ever, districts and schools aim to foster fair and inclusive environments for all their students and teach students to understand and navigate diverse environments in today's world. 
All teachers and staff need to develop the capacity to practice inclusion, introduce sensitive topics, and facilitate difficult dialogues in the classroom, as well as make school a safe place for all students. Reaching their, these goals requires learning more about students' experience with the diversity, quality, and inclusion at school. The Tripod DEI survey is designed to capture student perception of how diversity, equity, and inclusion issues play out in their school. Now, the reason why I say this equity survey is so toxic, what they're trying to do, equity in an economic sense is trying to understand how much equity a person has. So that's like housing, that's your car, that's equity. They're trying to see how much white privilege does a student have. I guarantee you that's what they're trying to do. Now you can call me racist. You, I, 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 I hear the liberals right now. I, 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 but you know what? That's what they're doing. They're trying to divert, divide all ethnic groups in classes so that they hate each other. They're trying to teach this right now in our schools. Now, why is it that they want kids to understand gender more than mathematics, more than history, more than science, biology? Oh, that's right, because science collects facts, and the liberal agenda spreads lies. And now, it's what what is the problem is there there is extremists on the left who won't stop at nothing until whatever X, Y, and Z outcome is, and they're going to be full force. Until someone stands up. And America, that's what we are doing right now. People are standing up on the Democrat side as well, which is a shock to me. There's Democrats in here in California that do not agree with this these policies. So, you, I, I've actually spoken to someone who was Democrat, and they said they do not agree with the liberal and socialist ideologies. It's just like, why are you still a Democrat? I, I just don't understand. If you're, if, if you know that this is where the Democrat Party is going, just look at Joe Biden's uh, cabinet. Look at his administration, and you'll clearly see where the left is going. It's definitely socialist. It's definitely um, fascist and anti, anti. And these Antifa people are just taking over major cities. I mean, look at Portland for crying out loud. That city's basically controlled by Antifa. You have co- you have police departments that are basically totally defunded because of Antifa. Then, flat out, the sheriff of Los Angeles County here in California just said we will not uphold the mask mandates here in the state of California that Gavin Newsom is requiring because they are defunded. Oxymorons. See, the thing with socialism, it looks good on paper, but in actuality, it's impossible to implicate. The reason why it's impossible is because you cannot enforce this type of behavior on everyone. And we're going to get to a point 
where enough is enough. I'm not sure if we're there yet. I'm not sure if we are at that point where enough is enough. I mean, it's getting there. We're seeing Democrats actually rise up against this liberal agenda very slowly, which is a shock to me, like I mentioned previously. But what is interesting to me is the liberal perspective on all these issues. They think it's a great thing to basically crap on the Constitution. They think it's a great thing to teach your kids to hate the parents, to hate traditional values. That if you believe that a man and a woman should only be married, then you're the bad guy. They are teaching that if you hold traditional values such as Christianity or in the Jewish faith or anything that is relatively conservative, you are the bad guy. But mind you, this country was founded on Judeo-Christian ethics. And it is sad where our country is trying to go. And there is going to be a time, and I really don't want to be at this time, where my grandson is going to be sitting on the floor. I picture this every time. This is why I started the Constitution Network. I don't want my grandson to be sitting on the floor looking up at me and say, Grandpa... Why is there no America right now? That terrifies me to think about that. I'm not married. I don't have children. I don't even have a grandchild. But I'm just saying that is the future I see as a young conservative when I see what the left is doing. I don't want my future grandson to say that. And I'm sure you don't either if you're a young conservative. Now... The one thing that is interesting that we are seeing right now, especially during these uh, Japan Olympics in Tokyo, is I'm sure the world is looking at the the Western United States like, what the heck are you guys doing? I mean, you have socialist countries like Canada looking down at us like, you guys are loco. What are you guys doing down there? And it's absolutely crazy what is going on in the Olympics. I mean, you have Simone Bile leaving the, the the Tokyo Olympics because of mental health reasons. You have the female soccer team totally defying the United States. They shouldn't even be even playing there because of all, all the disgusting things that they're doing in the United States. You have ESPN reporters saying that this is just like the pro- the protest in January at the wa- wa- in, at the capital because someone was waving American flag in the stands. It is absolutely insane and they wonder why their ratings are low. That's why. You wonder why the NFL ratings are low? That's why. Because the conservatives on the right are sick and tired of it. I myself used to enjoy the National Football League and sports, but I refuse to watch it. 
because of the atrocities that they are committing towards the United States, politically. And in fact, MSNBC, the Shlemiel's on the left, stated that <laughs> the ESPN's ratings are the lowest it's ever been. Gee, I wonder why that is. Maybe stop taking kneels and you actually start playing the game. People will start watching you again. But as of right now, you guys are on a liberal frenzy and we're not going to be a part of it. And it's absolutely absurd. I mean, you have Beyonce creating the Black National Anthem. And they're playing that at the National Football League games. It's absolutely absurd. Absolutely absurd. By the way, not to mention that Jay-Z is a part of uh, the Satanic Church in Los Angeles. So you can see where her perspective is. Uh, my, my, my. It's, it's going to be a point where if I'm a conservative, I'm now a threat. You are a threat. We're all a threat to the liberal agenda, and they know it. I guarantee you when Donald Trump runs for presidency in 2024, if he does, I already see the Democrats on TV. They're freaking out. I mean, Wolf Blitzer was going on a rampage a couple days ago on it, and that was hysterical to see. I can only watch like five minutes of that. I can't, every time I turn on CNN, it just blows my mind how stupid they are. But what's crazy is they actually believe what they doing, what they are doing is okay. They believe that deep down in every American is a socialist waiting to cry out. <laughs> if you love the Constitution, if you love the Judeo-Christian ethics that holds this country together, that one nation is under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all, just like we used to say in the Pledge of Allegiance. That is not what, that's not what the liberal agenda wants. But if you're a constitutionalist and a conservative like myself, then by all means, support the flag, salute the flag out of sporting events. Say the Pledge of Allegiance at sporting events. Sing the National Anthem at sporting events, even when they don't. Let's make it real interesting. I'm telling you people, we're at a point now where either you're on the party... We're on the party lines that it's absolutely crazy what is happening on really both sides of the aisle. You have the Republican rhinos on the right criticizing conservatives. You have the Democrats on the left and no one in between. I'm really praying for the future of this country. I'm really praying for 
just something to change. But you know what? With the more voices in the conservative movement coming up, I think there will be a beautiful change. A change where every American can express their opinion without worrying about cancel culture. Without worrying about being scrutinized. Without worrying about their show being canceled. And that's why I'm glad that Donald Trump and people on the right have created platforms for conservatives. For us to go on. So it's, it's an interesting time we are in right now for sure. As an American society. But it's a very dangerous one we're in right now. I guarantee you we are in a very dangerous time. Right now. And I'm not saying that there's going to be like something crazy like a revolution going on. But I sense something a very negative if this continues. This behavior from the left continues. There's going to be a time, like I said previously, when enough is enough. And I think we're at that point, or tipping it, if you say, touching the tip of that point, that breaking point. And more, more voices are going to rise up in the conservatives, I can see that. We have the lovely Candace Owens that comes on Ben Shapiro's program a lot. I don't know if you've ever seen her program, but she's got some amazing conservative content. Very beautiful and intelligent person. We have Sean Hannity still. We have Mark Levin. And sadly, the passing of Rush Limbaugh this year. But the conservative movement is going to live on. We're going to live on as conservatives. We're going to keep pushing we're going to keep speaking our voice voices. We're going to keep speaking our opinion on the conservative perspective. And bottom line is that's why I created this Constitution Network podcast. Because it's a place for people here in the Valley of California to have a voice. Because I speak to so many conservatives here in the Valley that feel like they have no voice here. So, thank you for listening to this podcast. It's greatly appreciated. And to keep the support. Go to your uh, Tea Party Patriots. Go to Valley Patriots. Go to su support conservative movements here in the Valley. Get connected. And we'll, we'll talk more on different organizations here in the Central Valley of California. And we'll even have live um, events, if we can, on this podcast and interview different people from those organizations. But until then... We're going to create conservative content on American history, politics, and different things from the conservative's perspective. So, just let, let you know that the conservative movement is alive and well here in the Central Valley. And we're not going to let a bunch of whiny liberals tell us how to live our lives. So... Basically, where we're at now is we just need to take a stand. And it doesn't have to be violent. 
like what the left does in major cities. It doesn't have to be about uh, burning down your whole entire town. But we do it with our voices. We, we'll do it in uh, legislation. We'll do it by our votes. That's what conservatives do. We vote. We talk. We conjugate. We communicate. That is all from the Constitution Network. And I'll see you next time. God bless America.